and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. Good morning. Welcome to Wake the F Up on UMFM 101.5. We are Thursdays 11 to 11.30. My name is Karan and I use the pronouns he, him. And Christina is out there doing her badass thing. She's fighting all the fires or at least training to do so, which is really great. Um, So instead of Christina, I have a very special friend of mine with me today. Hi, my name is FY and I use the pronouns she, her. UMFM 11.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba, located on stolen lands of Anishinaabe, Nehiawak, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. We respect the treaties that were made on these territories. We acknowledge the harms and mistakes of the past and those that are ongoing still in the present. We acknowledge our privilege as settlers on this land. And we dedicate ourselves to move forward in partnership with Indigenous communities in a spirit of decolonization and collaboration. So, before I begin, FY and I are going to talk about code switching and racism and, and all the baggage that comes with being a person of color in North America and all of that. So, it's going to be a good, a good rant sesh, I think. But before that, let me tell you what triggered this. So, I don't actually know when this footage is from and maybe I should have done a little bit of research, but... You know, I just got done with my final papers, so I'm not about to do any more research. Mm. But our goddess, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, just came under some fire from the Republicans. Yes, Republicans. And you'll see why I'm emphasizing Republicans (laughs) for code switching and speaking as, quote unquote, a black person. Now, I'm just going to play the audio and i guess it's true she does sound like someone who's stereotypically black in america but it's important to remember that she's from the bronx so this is what the audio sounded like ain't nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with working retail folding clothes for other people to buy there is nothing wrong with preparing the food that your neighbors will eat There is nothing wrong with driving the buses that take your family to work. So she came under fire from journalists from, and I say that very loosely, Mm. journalists from the Daily Wire and other right-wing people for using this accent that they say. And AOC went on to defend her speech by saying that, well, I'm from the Bronx And what you hear often is me code switching. And this really struck a chord with me and Efwa, and we wanted to talk about it. So we're just gonna, like, Efwa, how many times does it happen that you have to change up the way you speak in a workplace? Or just just give me a little bit of a brief history of you you and code switching, because I have tons. Okay. Well, I've 
been I've lived in Canada with my family for the past six years, and I grew up in a country where no one wrote their their R's or like you know, <laughs> quote unquote spoke white. Um, so like when I moved here, I was like, oh, they talk different. But I thought I enunciated my words like, you know, clearly enough for people to understand me. But apparently it wasn't enough for them because it didn't fit their standards. And like over the years. I've had like people say, "Oh, you speak really well because I speak once again, quote unquote, white." And like it's like when I'm in, like when I'm at work, I have to be like super put together, you know, and be like, "Hello, how are you?" Like, thanks for like shopping here. Have a good day and all that. And mm-hmm. like once I walk through my door at home, that's left at the door, and like I'm back in a different, like I start speaking differently. Even when I pick up the phone in public and I'm speaking to my parents it's like I still have to talk in a presentable way or like like I just get looked at differently when I start speaking different like I don't know if this is like making sense no I hear you yeah I hear you yeah. because I and and I know that this is like a thing that that a lot of people have asked me about like a lot of people ask me oh are you born here mm-hmm. and and I get that that doesn't really come from uh, like a racist place or anything like that because a lot of people who are just like me don't, and, and when I say like me, like Indians who came here like four years ago, mm-hmm. don't really sound like me. And yeah. that's like that, uh, and that's the objective truth, yeah. right? But I think I'm just very, very susceptible to accents. Like I am very, very susceptible. Like uh, once I remember, this is like my first year and... <laughs> I had a an Australian friend from like exchange from Melbourne and she she didn't go anywhere and all my Canadian friends left to go home so I was like just hanging out with her and a few of my German friends for the entire week all my interactions were with just Tegan my friend and at the end of the week I once <laughs> I'm pretty sure once I accidentally said Hey, how you going? (laughs) That actually happened. (laughs) Like, I'm just so... Mm -hmm. I very much start sounding like the people that I am with. Mm -hmm. And when I, like, call my parents in front of my white friends, they are, like, stunned. They're like... Yup. You sounded like a fob. For those who don't know what fob is, that means fresh off the boat. So they're like, you just sounded like an actual Mm -hmm. Indian immigrant. Like, that was very strange how did that happen and oftentimes i don't know how to like answer that because it's just different right like yeah it's it's just different and and i and i also think that code switching is also well let me you know what i should probably define code switching yeah. first before i rant about it so code switching essentially means the practice of alternating between two or more languages or varieties of language in a conversation so that can mean when black Americans or black North Americans grow up speaking African American vernacular English and when they go into professional spaces or like professional programs or like school even, they're supposed to quote unquote whitewash their speech. Mm -hmm. It happens with a lot of immigrants, a lot of Latinx immigrants, a lot of Indian immigrants. The distinction between speaking our own language 
and speaking English in a North American accent is very, very mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And it just happens so because when I speak Hindi, it just requires me to pronounce things differently. That's all that there is to that. It does not contain the same pronunciations as English does. Yeah. And that's the only difference there is. But yeah, code switching. So Republicans attacked AOC for that, for sounding black. Mm. But also, she's from the Bronx. If you have heard a Bronx (laughs) accent, that's exactly what that sounds like. Exactly. Do you think even for a second that a Latinx, do you think that a woman of color running against Crowley, who was like a Democratic incumbent for years, would win in that groundbreaking election midterm election by sounding like that absolutely not especially when you're a Mm -hmm. radical you know socialist as the republicans like to call her absolutely not she would not win the elections whatsoever it's it's not possible it's just not possible and there's something else to be said about code switching too i recognize that that is something that white people do too wouldn't you agree like retail voice think about Mm -hmm. that High-pitched, you know, super preppy. Just so you know, we have a buy one, get one, (laughs) 50% off going on right now. If you have any questions, just just let let me know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me know. It's like a really high-pitched sound, yeah. So I get it. I feel like everyone code switches at some point in their lives. Like when FY and I talk together, like we sound different too. We just sound like a... A different blend. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. That's just a whole colored blend. Yeah. <laughs> like <it's laughs> How many times has it happened that you feel that you cannot speak the way you would if you weren't in a white dominated space? Mm-hmm. Countless times. Like th- the whole of grade nine for me was just like when I my first year of schooling in Canada. It was just like me being afraid to pronounce certain words or like. I was just, like, literally afraid to just speak up in general because I'm like, oh, they're going to, I sound different, you know? I couldn't say water. I couldn't say Ottawa. I just, certain words, I was just like, you know? So I just, I just avoided talking because I would, they would just look at me and be like, oh, oh, where are you from, you know? And that opens, like, a whole, that's, like, a Uh whole thing on its own. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I can't even. Yeah. I can't. And and like when when you speak in a North American accent, your English is suddenly like, perfect. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Where are you from from? Did you learn English growing up? Like, and it's like, bruh, your ancestors colonized (laughs) all of the world. Literally. So, yes, I do speak English and I speak it really well. Even even much better than my OG language. So, like, sorry, but that's the reality of it. And and that's the thing. that Like, that has to take a toll on people's mental health. Like, that has to be detrimental to people's confidence. Because... Big time, yeah. I remember, like, my first term in Canada... When uh, and like e- even if I was to still pick up the phone and call up my parents, mm-hmm. I would be a little embarrassed because an Indian accent is not something that everyone finds palatable, mm-hmm. or people think that an Indian accent is limited to something like Apu from the Simpsons who talks like this and 
he doesn't know anything else mm-hmm. and that's 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 what people think it is yeah and it really angers me because i've had this happen to me so many times where i will open my mouth and the first question someone else will ask me will be oh my god you speak really good english are you from here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you grow up here where are you from where are you from from yeah yeah and like i also feel like even like within the like the poc community right like i know that i would go to events with like my guinean community and like it within like in my first years like i just didn't want to talk because i was like oh you just moved here i'm guessing right so like on both ends you're still like not fitting in and like i know that when i go back home people who tend to have a north american accent or just like a like a british accent like a foreign accent tend to be favored right even like within our own community they're like oh you sound more put together like you sound more educated Uh which should not be the case like we need to just accept our accents for what it is because it is what it is if you didn't move i'm pretty sure you still talking the way you were talking so like why does it have to be such a negative like why do we have to see it in such a negative light like i don't get it yeah like i i completely agree and i and i feel like this is where i'm not speaking for all indians but i just feel like indians are just like a different mix man like (laughs) i don't know we don't really subscribe to a lot of like characteristic poc things Mm -hmm. sometimes at least indians from india are just a different brand (laughs) like (laughs) like if i i i feel like when i go back home i have to deliberately put on an indian accent even more than i would right now like right now when i speak to my parents my accent's faint it's and when i say my accent i mean my indian accent two years ago yeah it was there now you would be like okay there's a bit of a twang there but you know you can't like you can't really pick it out pick it out yeah but when i go home it's just different for me i have to put on an indian accent because now people from back home are gonna be like ugh, look at this bloody nri like non-residing indian who like thinks he's all that because he has an american accent and i would be ridiculed for it yeah yeah it actually is also the case like there's so there's so many like double standards like where in certain like especially in the workplace if you were to go back if i were to go back home and i spoke like this and they looked at my like university education like oh she's foreign Mm -hmm. we'll take her right yeah but then like when you go into the community and you're talking to people yes then that's when it's like oh like i because i went to a school where we had kids who had moved from the states to ghana and like they would talk and I mean, they would see prefer- they would receive preferential treatment from the teachers and like the school administration. But like within the kids itself, we were fascinated. But we're also like, who do you think you are? Like, right. you know, just come up in here and just start talking and then like, rolling your R's and stuff like like, you know, rolling like the R's, like like car, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, no, I water, know like, mean. no, no. Yeah. Talk like us. You know, yeah, yeah. there's just that double standard there. And it's like. Yeah, I completely agree. Like yeah. you're you're chastised the second you s- open your mouth and you're like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, "Who this white bitch?" <laughs> like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's re- like, mm-hmm. and oftentimes I 
don't know where I fit. It It's like a constant struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Like to a point where now I, d- I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth when I when I open it. Yeah. Right. Like it's such a struggle. And like just branching off of the whole thing out and code switching. It just really angers me the way different accents are treated. Mm hmm. I can tell you this right now. If I sounded like what I did a couple of years ago, I wouldn't be working the jobs I'm working right now. I wouldn't even have the connections that I do right now. And that that self-realization is accompanied with guilt of subconsciously having left my Indian identity along with my accent behind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because not every... And I recognize this because not every landed Indian immigrant has the ability to adapt to an accent like this. And I recognize that. Yeah. So that realizing that I have privilege because of the way I sound now, because of this new white voice that Mm -hmm. I've acquired, Mm -hmm. is actually helping me in a lot of ways. It it comes with a whole bag of guilt. Yeah, like, I know that when when I first moved here my my parents especially my mom was like oh um i know you like you're gonna start school very soon you know you have to start talking like the white kids so speak english at home with us you know like don't speak your language you know try to you know speak more like them and it's just like it starts unfortunately sometimes it starts from home because my parents know that they've missed their chance they will like never be able to fit in so, like, that's why they brought us here, you know. So they want us to take advantage, like, of every opportunity, including sounding like, you know, white. the whites. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's nowhere to put it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I can't even imagine that because think of the people who didn't go through this process of, quote, unquote, assimilation mm-hmm. the way we did. Mm-hmm. And differently for us, too. There's a different stories here. Oh, yeah. So I can't even imagine the the vast majority of diverse stories. And think about the assimilation process that we went through to acquire the privilege that comes with having this white voice yeah. now. Yeah. But I can't imagine the discrimination that your parents faced being immigrants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like both parents like left a really good job. We were comfortable back home. Like we weren't like super rich, you know middle class upper you know we were fine and like they just thought hey public schools here are free you know but they're also like really good you know better opportunities so why not just bring us here when they can uh, like when they could and you know my dad he didn't want to stay here just because he knew that the system was going to restrict him but then things changed and so he had to you know get a job and provide for the family and he went like a job hunt and every job he went to they kept saying oh at first it was oh you need to have canadian experience you need to have canadian experience so he had to like work from the bottom started getting his canadian experience canadian what does that even mean (laughs) hey hey what does that mean you mean white you want me to bleach my skin honestly and like you know he acquired enough experience and then Applied for a really good job with the um, Winnipeg, uh, I think, Trade Center. He was overqualified for the job, and we thought, you know, this is it. You know, this is where things turn around. Went for the interview. He came back super positive. 
only to get a response like weeks later saying that oh um like you were really qualified for the job like this person had no solid reason why they turned my dad away other than like kept how do i put it they kept implying that oh like you you have the Canadian experience but we don't know how you would fit into our environment because you know you don't we want someone who like speaks more like you no know, like clearly you know like speaks in a way that clients will understand so basically the canadian like experience <laughs> comes with some terms and conditions and that in fine you, print yeah in <laughs> fine print you can't even read it with a magnifying glass because racism needs to be hidden i guess yeah um excuse me ma'am your racism is showing <laughs> but like so it comes with terms and conditions that the canadian experience also is defined by you having acquired mm-hmm. a canadian accent along with you having erased your Ghanaian identity. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun for yeah, many reasons. Yeah, like my dad worked at a call center and he like he would have customers over the phone. As soon as they hear his accent, they go, where are you? Like, where are you calling from? Like, where are you actually from? And he'd be like, well, I'm calling from Canada. And they go, no, but where are you actually from? Like, you are out of line here. Like, just tell me what your problem is and cut the call and let me move on to the next caller. But, like, I've had my dad, like, have people just slam the phone on him, especially, like, the Texans from America because it's obviously that. I mean, yeah. Ted like, <laughs> like, you know, just they hear the accent and they just go, oh, wow, like, your English is really good for the accent you have. Or yeah, like yeah, I've heard that one like before. That's that's like the common one. And then they, they there's also like, oh, are you sure you're calling from Canada? Like you don't you don't sound Canadian. Like what do you mean? I don't. What what is your definition of sounding Canadian? Considering the fact that Canada thrives in being a multicultural nation. Girl, I don't Ooh. even want to <laughs> get started on my my issue with Canada's. <laughs> "Quote unquote multiculturalism Mm-mm. and its whole narrative of us versus them." Mm-hmm. I don't even want to get started. That's on a that. whole kind of worms we want to open yeah. right now. Well, <laughs> you're, you're coming back next week. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that one too. But like, I I don't know. It just really angers me. Yeah. Because this has happened to me before too. Like, and people think that they're being polite by saying yeah. This. Which is even scarier <laughs> to me. I'm like, y'all are gonna vote for Andrew Shear. And be like, oh, my God, we're doing such a good job. <laughs> like, like this is what is scary to me, that these people think that they're in the right. When they this happened when once I went to Calgary to visit a friend and his friend's parents were like, oh, my God, your English is so good. Like, did you grow up speaking it? You're from India, right? And it's like it actually baffles me because it's like you should like has your school system failed you so miserably that you don't know what colonialism is Mm -hmm. or like i I actually do not understand this and and if i have an accent on then that's an a plus plus because oh my god you speak just like us and our english is superior than everyone's english because this is the only version of english that exists so what should we like i i just you i don't know it's just like whatever you do you you can't please 
and you can't please them. You can't like, please it. Uh, anyone. And and that's that's a, that's the thing. Like every day, something will happen. A comment will be passed wherein I am constantly reminded that I am brown, that I am Indian. Like not a day goes, and not that those are things that I want to be. Like that, I don't want to be reminded of. Yeah, I want to be reminded of them in positive ways, not in that. Hey, you're Indian, so you're different than everyone. So why are you speaking like us? Like you know, I don't want that. Yeah, yep. And the phrase, oh, you sound white, man. I. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Like, I, why is it that everything that's considered to be good, put together, polished? Why does that have to be like? associated with being white and anything that sounds like oh ghetto or like just straight up different and doesn't conform with like the standards that society has set is just like oh black or like that's 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 something an indian person so like you know just a person of color would say in general like why why is it so like it's just and and there's another thing there it's like even when it comes to jobs and applying mm-hmm. to like, you know, entering the professional world, mm-hmm. it's always people of color that are privileged enough to have gotten exposure to this yeah. who will be in the workforce representing the entire POC population, yeah. which is like, OK, so black and brown people from the quote unquote hood who haven't had the privilege to experience your quote-unquote pure language won't ever have the skills to be like hi ma'am thank you for having me at this interview or like you know you know what i'm talking about like they won't have that professionalism to them Mm -hmm. as they call it and that disqualifies a lot of people right off the get-go and that is really troubling like that is extremely classist and just a racist narrative Yeah. Like, had you and I not been privileged enough to attend this university and see how things actually work, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here. Yeah, I I currently had um, someone who is like, I've never met this person before, but they went onto like the ASBC page and saw me and saw that I was getting in and they reached out to me talking about how they were going to be starting in the fall um, here and like you know i was like okay yeah these are the resources and stuff here like i can be a resource to you and then they said something that had me thinking like oh like i'm actually quite lucky they were like oh are the people racist here oh will i get picked on for the way i speak the way i look and i was like this is an international student coming on their own i have a pretty good support system at home and I'm just like, ah, like this, this is like a whole thing. Like, what do I say to them? You know, and it's just it sucks that someone who is about to have a very good experience, like in a totally new world, like a new country and stuff like that. It, su- it sucks that they have to think about those things. Right. too. That's someone coming from Europe doesn't care because they they look white. They would be fine. They'll be okay, just you know, fine. like because apparently heavy Swedish accents are easier to understand than Nigerian accents. Hmm. Hmm. Something I will never understand. I, Something I will never understand. But yeah, I guess there's a lot more to explore in this whole yeah. realm of professionalism yeah. and POC culture or like, you know, just the privilege that white people have over 
people of color, but we knew this. We've been new. We <laughs> 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 FY, why are you sounding so black? <laughs> I thought you were white. <laughs> Don't expose me like that. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's all the time we have this time around. But yeah, please stick around for me and FY ranting some more, maybe. Mm-hmm. And let's patiently await Christina coming back after having fought many fires. Hopefully she had to fight none because we don't love natural calamities. No, we don't. We (laughs) don't like climate change or any of that. So please no forest fires. Please nothing that'll kill the planet. Yeah. We're already like low-key screwed, but like, yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Off to my retail voice now. Off to my retail job. Okay. So like, thank you so much for shopping here. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Oh my God. (laughs) Bye. Fill out the survey at the bottom. (laughs) Let me know how we did today. Cause these youngest don't follow obligations Job application, need pronunciation It was too much slain in the conversation Gotta get professional on the spot That one shot is all you really got No lie, no Dalmatian one house I'm trying to own one-on-one spots We was out there scraping up quarters Backpack on the streets like Dora Pull it down on others that shorter Had more tears than we had water We was out there scraping up quarters Backpack on the streets like Dora Pull it down on others that shorter Had more tears than we had water